you know, it's so amazing to me how we as leaders and entrepreneurs uh, are so afraid to let our truth be known in terms of our limitations. We're so afraid of people thinking that we're not capable of our job, our position, our business. And therefore, we don't let them know that we're unhappy. We don't let them know that uh, we are struggling with so many uh, wellness or mental wellness concerns. And so today we're going to be diving in and giving you some understanding and clarity of unveiling the characteristics of a leader and nurturing mental awareness and practicing effective leadership. So if you're joining me for the first time, welcome. This is The Leveling Place with Shantae Golson. If you are a repeat uh, listener, we appreciate you being here. Make sure you follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Shantae Golson. Everything will be in the description. We'll be back in just a moment. Are you ready to explore the captivating world of effective leadership? and delve into the hidden gems of nurturing mental awareness. Yeah, hidden gems, because a lot of times we are not aware of ourselves. And because we're not aware of ourselves, there are a lot of unconscious things that happens that leads us to sabotaging ourselves, having uh, sad feelings. Uh, Some are now experiencing anxiety and the list goes on and on. And so I want to talk to you about transforming your journey as a leader, a business owner, and peeling back the layers of what's truly defined as leading with purpose, empathy, and mindfulness. So from unlocking the secrets of influential leadership to harnessing the power of self-awareness, let's get ready to embrace your leadership potential like never before. And let's embark on this enlightening journey together and become the leaders our world needs. This is the only thing that I'm asking you to do is to remove the blocks, remove the protests, and really look to see if you find yourself in any of the statements that I make. If you have any questions, if you have any thoughts or contributions to this particular podcast, leave me a message so that I can hear your opinion and I will comment on your message. Before we get started with the podcast, I want you to unlock the power of resilience because it's crucial for anyone navigating life, whether it's your day-to-day or those times when life starts doing what it does. And so, you know my motto, it's not just about self-care, it's about soul care. If you want to hear tips, strategies, videos of people that I have interviewed who are in leadership position, head over to youtube.com forward slash Shantae Golson and listen to those interviews, look at those videos, comment, subscribe, let me know what you need in regards to helping yourself be resilient. Now, back to the podcast. In this dynamic leadership of landscape, if you will, it's essential for individuals to cultivate healthy mental awareness. 
And in order to exhibit this effective leadership skills, we've got to have the ability to understand and manage our emotions. Yes, emotional intelligence is the power of being an effective leader. Making informed decisions and inspiring others is directly linked to a leader's mental well-being. Well, why do you say this? Well, it's all about the comprehensive and the insightfulness that leads you to make better decisions, have more empathy, and to exude an essential characteristic of a leader who embodies mental awareness and practices effective leadership. If you as a leader have difficulties with your staff, with your team, the question is, what's in the way? What are the blockages? Why don't either one of you guys like each other? Why don't they immediately feel motivated to work for you or with you. Well, that's all about emotional intelligence, understanding what's necessary to motivate your staff. I digress on that point. If you want me to talk more about that, leave me a message, send me a comment, and I'll make sure that I do a podcast episode directly on that subject. So we're going to be exploring practical tips, strategies, and insights. You'll be empowered to nurture in your leadership to elevate your game. So let's level up, women. We are powerful. We are mighty. We are strong. And we can do absolutely anything. So why don't we work towards an effective transformation journey to up-level our mental well-being so that we can be happy, we can be fulfilled, we can be balanced. And that's my goal for you, to help you to unlock the secrets that are necessary for you to be a happy individual. Now, one thing that I always share with women that I work with one-on-one or in a group capacity as a Uh, mental wellness executive coach is this. Number one, you cannot seek true fulfillment just from your career. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Why? Because when life changes, when transformation in seasons changes, then we lose our identity if all we have is our career. Now, it's true that many women get lost in their career. They've worked so hard, blood, sweat, tears. I'm a witness. I'm raising my hand. I am a witness. And when things shift, how hard is it to shift with it? You become uncomfortable, discombobulated because everything that you did from a day to day for so many years was just limited to building that career. But what else? As soon as you come out of that or you look up and it's years and years, 10, 20 years later, you find your community, your surroundings empty because you never took the time to really cultivate your relationships outside of the workplace as well. And so with that being stated, I want to talk about the characteristics of a leader with healthy mental awareness. We must have harmony within our lives. I like to always talk about several things. Number one, creating a culture of self-care. Number two, teaching you to develop a roadmap to be balanced or have harmony throughout your life. There's two different aspects to balance, in my opinion. 
One is strictly balance. That means I'm going to have boundaries around when I do work, what I do in regards to the task of work, and how I make sure that I leave time for my people, my community, everything that's outside of that work. But what about harmony? Because if you have a high executive position or you're a business owner, sometimes it's not cut and dry to say cut it off at five o'clock, right? Some of that is our fault because we don't have boundaries within ourselves. If you want me to have a podcast subject on that, go ahead and let me know, leave me a message. But the other thing is sometimes things happen. Business life, executive life happens when we're supposed to be off the clock, if you will. And so that harmony consists of how do I split my time? I think of it like a split shift. I'm not directly saying work from 8 to 11, have some personal community time, from 11.30 to 2.30, come back to work. Now, if that works for you, then that could be considered your roadmap to balance. Another way to look at that is also from a split shift mindset or a harmony mindset. Well, maybe there's a personal activity that I want to participate. Maybe I have to go get my daughter from daycare. Maybe I have to do this. And so maybe I will work a certain amount of time in the day, go and do what I need to do for my personal life, come back and do it. But no particular time. It's just that I'm making sure that I tap into what my personal life needs rather, and then what my business or my uh, leadership department needs. And so it kind of balances out or plays off of one another that does not uh, strain or drain you, therefore helping you to feel balanced. Now, we're going to be talking about balance throughout all of the uh, sessions. And particularly, I'm going to harness, excuse me, more about balance because it seems like we just can't get it. We, we just don't see how to be flexible. Balance is not a one-string cord. Balance, if in context to an instrument, is how we play each chord when it comes in and when it goes out. And so with that being stated, the flexibility of your life, planning and organization, and all of those beautiful things that help us to have balance and harmony are necessary. Now, why does that tie into mental wellness? It ties into mental wellness because if we are off balance, if we are not uh, congruent in our concept of feelings, emotions, experiences, we become uncomfortable and that discomfort causes so many other things, how we treat people, how we treat ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, how we talk to other people, how we're just off balance, lack of focus, cloudy thoughts. Oh, I can go on and on because we're talking about mental wellness, right? So with that being stated, emotional intelligence is the word or rather the phrase of today. Emotional intelligence, the foundation of effective leadership. Well, what is emotional intelligence? I'll give you a layman's definition. It is my ability to control my emotions. Well, how do I control my emotions? I must be aware of triggers that take place, 
rather external or internal, that causes my thinking to be uh, off because there's a level of discomfort and then that drives my feelings and thus drives my behaviors. Now, if we want to recognize and manage our emotions, we've got to develop self-awareness and emotional regularity or regulation skills, allowing us to respond effectively to our own emotions and empathize with others. Without that, it is difficult to lead anybody because we're not leading ourselves. So cultivating emotional intelligence leads us to understanding how to cultivate empathy. Understanding the emotions and the experiences of your team members fosters trust, collaboration, and a supportive work environment. And you want to become a leader who is influential. Well, what does that mean? I don't want to become a leader just because of my title, because a title doesn't make me a leader and a title doesn't give me automatic respect from the team point of view. What gives me the respect is my ability to have empathy, to cultivate an environment that I understand I have emotional intelligence, that I am staying in tune with what they are doing, what they're not doing, i.e. management, but I'm also being able to convince them in a healthy way of doing what the business needs to cultivate its growth. So each particular team should be doing something and an extraction of an objective that ties into the overall company's goal. And how do you cultivate the team to get them on board and motivated to do that? You always pull in what their personal goals is and how and teaching them how it ties into the large overall goal. If your team members, your staff does not understand your company's goal, I think that that's a disservice because they don't know what they're working for. At that point, the only thing they're working for is their paycheck. And so we've all had those jobs as a youth or, or what have you, how long it took you to really get into your professionalism. But before then you just went to work cause you just wanted to get the hours in order to get your paycheck. What would have made the difference? I want you to think about that. And I want you to process that. I want you to write that down and really mold over that simply because when you invest in your people, it invests in their ability to feel safe, to be able to grow and foster in their positions, then that's when your trust is going to be collaborating and you're going to have a supportive work environment. I'm going to move on to talk about how fostering that self-awareness in your leadership will fine tune your emotions to make better decisions, to manage stress and to maintain healthy relationships. Because again, who wants to be in collaboration, in communication, in any type of relationship with a person who flies off the handle all the time, a a person who is angry, a person who can't express themselves, a person that you only hear from them when you make a mistake. Well, that's not true leadership. 
That's criticism. Again, leadership is the component of cultivating your staff to get them motivated to do the work of the company so that the company can grow and build. That's why they're there, to support the company's goal. And so in your leadership, you must do the underground work, if you will, to help them to understand that culture and to motivate them. And when you are an an influential leader, you get better results because they are then tied into the goal. Being influential is not saying, here's your marching orders. That's a part of leadership, yeah. But being influential is more about helping them to get to a point that they understand the culture of the company and have individual thoughts of how they can get their work done and proposition themselves to be a a commodity to the company all while letting them know that it's safe to talk to you about their troubles, their difficulties, their shortcomings. So a leader is a teacher, a leader is a cultivator, a leader is uh, sympathetic, a leader is empathetic, and that's why you got to have emotional control because you can't give it if you haven't taught yourself the skills and you don't know how to regulate your mood because everything will be uncomfortable, everything will be nerve-wracking, everything will pop you off. And so that's why you got to understand this thing is way bigger than just being someone who's in a management position. I hope I'm being very clear about that. I'm going to clear my throat, take a sip of coffee, and I'll be right back after this commercial. Hey there, fellow leaders. Are you ready to take your leadership skills to new heights? Welcome to the Leveling Place with Shantae Golson. I want to invite you over to youtube.com forward slash Shantae Golson for a one-stop destination for unlocking the secrets of effective leadership and nurturing mental awareness. So by subscribing to the YouTube channel at Shantae Golson, you'll gain exclusive access to game-changing insights, expert interviews, and practical tips from thought leaders at the top of their game. I want you to hit that like button to show your support and be part of our leadership community. Together, we're going to empower each other and lead with purpose and empathy. Now, don't forget to share these valuable videos with your friends and colleagues so we can spread the message of mindful leadership far and wide. Subscribe, like, and share. Now to stay ahead in your leadership journey, let's transform our minds and inspire the world together. Remember, We rise by lifting others, leading minds, empowering leaders, enriching lives. Subscribe today. Now let's head back to the show.
In our last segment, we left off talking about fostering self-awareness. Now I want to pick up and talk about resilience, bouncing back stronger. Only if you've gone through several situations and understand how you got out of that situation, will you then be resilient? Why? Because being resilient is all about captivating the knowledge that came out of the problem and the difficulties. And in order to be resilient to emotional impacts in your life, you've got to understand, i.e. have awareness of what happened and how you channel through it. Even though the channeling through it was difficult, when you got to the other side, you were bigger for it, brighter for it, more emotionally intelligent for it. So bouncing back strong, i.e. resilience, is always the goal of your life, rather personally or professionally. Building resilience. Strengthening your mental and emotional resilience enables leaders to navigate challenges, setbacks, and uncertainties with uh, perseverance and ability to adapt. Now, this is powerful because being agile really helps you to build the skills at a forerunning capacity that you then can lean on to provide knowledge and wisdom to your staff members because you've been there and done that. Well, it doesn't necessarily limit you to the position that they have, but it limits your ability or rather it provides your ability to give them wisdom along the way that will guide them through the out through the challenges that they may have within their uh, job position. So this, this reminds me about nurturing a growth mindset. When you are embracing a growth mindset, you are encouraging continuously. You are encouraging continuously, not just yourself, not just your team, but you are fostering the ability to stay within an encouraging mindset that embraces failure as an opportunity for growth and fostering that innovation with the organization. So these have to be direct skills that you learn about you and in your life in order to trade them off as commodity within your leadership department. So growth mindset basically talks about the ability to continue to grow rather than a fixed mindset because a fixed mindset is your inability to grow because you keep yourself in a box or you're that black and white uh, cognitive distortion concept, which simply means this. I justify things to make it seem right in my own eyes. There's no gray. It's either black, it's going to happen this way, or it's going to happen that way. And when we have a fixed mindset, we do not grow. How can we be resilient if we can't grow? If we can't look at things differently, if we can't own up to our mistakes, if we can't uh, uh, foster our wounds? Ooh, wow. That's powerful because a lot of times we as leaders, we protest being vulnerable. We we hide our vulnerabilities. That becomes our pitch every single day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to act like I understand. I'm going to act like 
I get this. I'm going to act like that I'm superior. I'm going to not let anybody see any of my shortcomings. And when a leader subscribes to that thinking, boy, how miserable will that leader be? How unhappy, how unfulfilled, and how uh, in balance they will be. So we want to subscribe away. We want to swipe left to the idea of having a fixed mindset. Rather, we want to subscribe to seeking growth opportunities. We're going to actively seek out challenges and learn an experience that expands our leadership skills. But I will always tell a leadership, expand your personal mindset skills and then let that unfold into your leadership skills or vice versa because sometimes you can go to a training you can hear some type of advice you can gather information from what somebody has said and that can be a trailblazer for your personal life because it allows adjustment and that's why we always got to have this growth mindset because flexibility is necessary to win in life it broadens our perspective and it builds up more resilience. And so therefore, we've got to learn to reflect. We got to learn to self-reflect. We got to have a pathway to continuous improvements rather than thinking we are at the top of our intellectual mental wellness game. As long as you are living, you will evolve And as long as you are evolving, you need to learn more skills. You need to learn how to self-regulate, have emotional intelligence, be aware of your own self. You got to carve out time for introspection. You have to regularly self-reflect to help you gain insight into your own strength, weaknesses, values, and other areas for personal and professional growth. Now, the evaluation of your strengths and development areas disidentifies and allows the leader to leverage themselves effectively while recognizing development areas enables targeted growth and skill enhancement. So, you know, when you embrace feedback and constructive criticism as a leader who values feedback, that's that growth mindset again, rather than thinking everybody is attacking you, fixed mindset, you have to actively seek input from others that can refine your re- your leadership approach and continuously improve because you will always evolve as long as you have breath in your body. There's no one strategy, no one season, if you will, of life that is going to stay Uh, consistent. There are always going to be changes. So what I want to talk to you after this break is understanding the strategies for practicing effective leadership. We're going to break it down from a uh, practical point of view so that you can take this, think about it, utilize it to empower your day. When did she say she come on the air? She said Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Why can't you remember that? Oh, Tuesdays? So so what I do? You go to any 
podcast platform that you like and you click on her page and you listen to the latest episode. The latest episode? Yes, every Tuesday, the latest episode. Oh, okay then, I'll go ahead and do that. I'll talk to you later. Welcome back, ladies. We are now going to talk about strategies for practicing effective leadership. And the one thing that I want to bring to your uh, thinking and your hearing is leading with integrity. We must be authentic. People know when we are fake. What leads us to be fake? It's not that we are intentional of being fake. We are just trying to find a level of comfort within our discomfort. Well, what do you mean? Being a leader and being emotionally in control can be very hard. And when we do not preference ourselves to regularly reflect on the effects of leadership and everything that goes with it on ourselves, we become stagnated. We become, if you will, complacent in that area in which we no longer find joy, fulfillment, and balance. And so with that being stated, that comes out in how we look at people, how we talk to people, how we hear people. Come on, let's be real now. Oftentimes, if we're not feeling it, if we're not in our happy zone, if we are not feeling okay, we don't want to be bothered. Now, that's just the truth, Ruth. Leave me a message and let me know how you uh, feel about that. Give me some comments in regards to that. So, with that being stated, we've got to align our actions and our values. So, leadership demonstrates authentic integrity. Now, by aligning their actions with the core values that builds trust, credibility within our teams, we've got to foster open and honest communication. And we got to encourage an environment where team members can openly express their thoughts, their ideas, and concerns that promote transparency and collaboration. And when we are having difficulties within our own moves, our own selves, our own personal lives, guess what happens? That spills over. And you can try to be uh, as shielded and guarded as you please. It is going to come out one way or another. And I can give you plenty of examples. If you want me to provide examples that breaks that down, the symptoms and how they manifest when you get into that zone, leave me a message and let me know. Tell me what you need. Go over to the YouTube channel, leave a comment with one of the videos so that I can create content that could help you to move forward. That's what this is all about. This is not just about me uh, talking for you to hear my voice. No, I have a heart to help women to be resilient to emotional impacts. I want you to be happy. I want you to be fulfilled. I want you to be balanced because I understand what it takes to be a leader. I understand how draining it can be. And I understand how the desire to get out of it all 
persists and causes your emotional intelligence to waver. Now that I'm on the other side of burnout, now that I'm on the other side of feeling happy and fulfilled and balanced, I understand your pain. So with that being stated, understanding that healthy communication with your team is the power of connection. Encouraging your environment again to openly express their thoughts, their ideas, their concerns, promotes transparency. Well, how do I do that when I have so many tasks, so many people to look after, so many things to manage, so many meetings, da 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 the list goes on and on, right? Well, that's where it comes to some of the decisions that you've got to make. You've got to understand how to delegate, number one. You've got to understand how to organize your time, number two. You've got to understand how to bring harmony into the workplace that gives you a sense of breath that helps you to restore your energy. And that's what self-care comes in. Self-care is not this elaborate thing. You got to walk away from the whole environment, et cetera. No, it's just taking a minimum of 10 seconds up to 15 minutes to do an activity that helps you to reset your mind. So some examples of that, you could be in your office. You can just close your eyes. You can do deep breathing. You can close your eyes. You can hold your head backwards and just imagine yourself being at your your that place that place that takes you to harmony and to peace for me that's waterfalls or that's the beach but whatever yours is take yourself there you can take time to draw if you are artistic you can take time to listen to your favorite song you can turn on comedy right quick this is just all within these few minutes throughout the day and i would encourage you to try to do that at least every two hours why The key to management and leadership is having emotional intelligence. And one way to recycle your emotional intelligence, to recycle your energy management, because all of them play together, but we just not, this podcast is not about that specifically, but if you want to know more about that, let me know, hit the message or go to YouTube and comment on a video. It's all about energy management. So self-care allows me to restore myself, reset myself, that will refute triggers that try to come to impede in my emotions, my feelings, and therefore, if I'm not careful, if I'm not aware, then those feelings will move on into my behaviors. And that can look all type of ways. It can it it doesn't necessarily just always mean snappy. It could be isolating. It could be uh, uh, not engaging with your staff. It could be not reading your email. The list goes on. It's just it could sit in just not wanting to be there or bothered. Ooh, been there, done that. You hear me? Been there, done that. You know, when I was experiencing burnout, I used to ask myself how many uh, patients are coming and et cetera. When it got real bad, I would have my staff reschedule and I would just sit in my office and watch Netflix. Pitiful, I know it sounds, but that's what I needed for myself. So this concept of just being disengaged, that's real. And it comes from the matter of not maintaining your energy and not having enough wherewithal or emotional intelligence to be able to deal with yourself. We've got to stop overlooking things that stress us. We've got to stop overlooking uh, things that we procrastinate in. Ooh, I can go just on and on. You hear me? 
And I'll tell you the big problem for me was because I didn't want to be bothered because I was so burnt out and tired because I didn't manage my energy well, uh, because what I, you know, in order for me to serve a patient, I have to give my all. I can't give them 10%. I have to give them all. So it is kind of, it goes hand in hand. My, my previous uh, profession was to drain myself, but nothing was coming back in. No one was pouring back into me. And that's where the problem really lied. And I had to learn that and understand that. Oh, but I'm going on on tangent. Let me help you. Let me come back and talk about some practical strategies. But I think that that what I just stated is relevant to practicality as well. So we've got to understand that practicing active listening, which is a practical strategy, it will help your team members to foster, understand, show respect, and and enable you as a leader to be more in uh, to make a form, informed decision. Because if your staff talks to you about what's going on, you can better strategize. You can better support. You can be there in a better way. Articulate a compelling vision. Now, an effective leader that communicates a clear and inspired vision that motivates and aligns. And we talked about that. What a leadership really is, is the state of motivation. Not coercing in a negative way, not trying to convince, not trying to beg. If you're at that level, that means that your culture is toxic. So when you provide clear and constructive feedback and you... Um, have timely feedback that's because you are staying aware of what's going on all the time then your team will grow it will grow intelligently that will grow in uh meeting their objectives they will improve their performance and they'll feel value and ain't nothing like a team who feel value they will do anything for you within reason So empowering others and building a culture of success is what we're really talking about. So here are some more practical tips that I've made mention as we get ready to close out the podcast. Delegate responsibility. Stop trying to be everything. And if you have a team, I think that's quite, I'm just going to say it ridiculous that you cannot let go of a piece of paper. You can't let go of control to allow the people to support you. Because if you delegate things that other people can do, that means you can spend more energy on doing the things that nobody else can do and which will make the whole cohesive, comprehensive goal work. So empower your team members through delegation. Promote autonomy. Enhance skill development and foster a sense of ownership. Then, and the next thing I want to make mention in practical applications is encouraging autonomy and accountability. Now, providing autonomy and holding team members accountable for their actions, this really cultivates a culture of responsibility, creativity, and personal growth. So that's where you want to be uh, consistent with your uh, meetings, your coaching meetings. I used to have two separate meetings. Uh, I used to have a well-being meeting. This is where work does not come into the play. This is more so of how are you doing? Is there anything that's going on in your life that I can support you? And then organically, they'll begin to talk about 
if you have this type of relationship, if you have this type of culture, they begin to tell you things which will make sense in regards to the productivity. Then you have a separate meeting, not on the same day now. Then you have a performance meeting. And then you don't necessarily throw what they told you in in your face, in their face rather, but you talk about the objectives, the milestones, et cetera, what they're not meeting. And then therefore you can have just an insight on possibly the things that are stressing them out that's on the outside of the job to further create a strategy or a plan that would be that would be realistic and measurable and you know and the one that will work instead of just guessing and not knowing what's going on and so you're putting more things on them or expectations that they can't handle people have their limits and so you got to remember that your staff they are people and they have limits and they need personal growth. So that autonomy and accountability is important. Uh, two more points and I'll let you go. I want you to recognize and celebrate achievements. You got to acknowledge and, ce- and celebrate yourself. Yes, yourself. Pat yourself on the back. Say, good job, girl. You better go head on. You did that thing. As well as for your team members, when they foster positive work environments and achievements, this will boost morale. You know, I used to print out certificates. Okay, you may say certificates. Yeah, it was low cost, but built high morale. People love being recognized. Oh, they love it. And you can do other things like buy lunch, gift certificate, uh, uh, do a contest. There are so many things that you can do for morale. At the end of the day, it's not about them just coming to work and do from, you know, the leadership mindset that they come to work and do what they're supposed to do. While that is true, there's so many gaps in between that concept that you've got to make it congruent for the outcomes to come. And that's building morale. That's having trust. That's accountability. That's uh, uh, developing the folks. And lastly, adaptability. Thriving in a changing landscape. So many things are changing legally. So many things are happening uh, in the world. I mean, you can go listen on and on. And that's where your growth mindset comes in because you know that you have to make changes. And the power is strategizing before it's too late. So you've got to have a visual landscape of what's happening in society as well as your business niche, your leadership niche, what's going down, what's coming down the pipe of your company so that you can have forward insight and therefore develop Strategies that's going to help you and your team to win. Now, I appreciate you being here and I appreciate you supporting uh, the podcast. Feel free to take a look at the description. Include yourself in the community. Like, share, and follow. And we'll be back next Tuesday. Make it a great day. Hold your head up. You are wonderful and you are mighty and you can do anything that you put set yourself out to do. Be encouraged. We'll speak with you next week.